0: 420 through 23. And everybody looks lovely today and beautiful. I want you to ask yourself Father, in the name of Jesus, I come boldly before your throne of grace. And I thank you, God, for the Spirit, the Holy Spirit upon his word, upon your word to teach this morning. I yield myself to you, spirit, soul, and body, and I thank you, Lord, that I will be obedient to speak whatever you would have me to speak, and we give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. As we were sitting there this morning, the Lord wanted to ask me to ask you, each one of us, um, are you AWOL in areas, absent without leave, Um, or missing in action. Any of you that have been in the service, you understand what that means. But we cannot become missing in action in our walk in Christ or our, our spiritual life most of all, more than anything else in this hour. And it's easy to. You know, when things happen, you know, when people go through death or or just anything in your lives that kind of throw you off. Sometimes it takes a while to heal from it. And we need to consider that in people and love them, but gently guide them back as many times they skip out of church or whatever. We have some friends right now that are going through a horrific church split and it's very grievous and what what happened was people became missing in action and AWOL and they started listening to other voices and other things and other doctrines and we, we as long as we stick together and stay together and hear the word together we're not gonna, we're not gonna go AWOL. Unless Pastor got goofy, and I, or if I did, and we'd tell you if we did, or I'd be definitely telling you, and he's not going to do that because he sticks to the word. He's in the word constantly and in prayer constantly, as I am. And if it doesn't match up with the word, then it isn't God. So praise God. Anyway, a lot of people are dying, just suddenly dying, and you never know. You know, you say, Well, what does that mean? You never know. Could be here today and gone tomorrow. I hope we're here today and gone tomorrow in the rapture. But it's happening all over. And you know, you I'm gonna use um Debbie Reynolds' daughter, Carrie Fisher. She was gone on an airplane. And Debbie Reynolds was gone the next day. I feel for for her son. But you just, you know, you don't expect these things. And we need to be aware of those that are around us and be open to pray when God tells us to pray. And be prepared. Be instant, in season and out of season. So Proverbs 4.20. I had this big bruise on my finger and... I needed a big ring to cover it. I looked down and I went, what did you slam? And I hit the wall the other day, I remember. Okay, Proverbs 420. Um, My son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. This is real important. Keep them in the center of the heart, for they're alive to those that find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart. this is the big one here. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all, you guard for out of it springs out of it flows the springs of life. Now in the King James, it says, "Keep thy heart with all diligence." For out of it are the issues of life. And then it goes on to say, and it says, Put away a froward mouth and perverse lips far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder thy the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. But today we want to, well, number one, put a froward mouth, get rid of it. Um, that's anything that isn't faith. And then keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Hallelujah. So what I want to teach, uh, do you have a um, nugget? You didn't bring it? Okay. As we look today, what I want to teach on is the pursuit of excellence for the year. This is 2017 last year's over if you did anything you shouldn't have repent ask god to forgive you and be grateful and thankful that it's a new year amen Amen. but we found just saw that the word must have first place in our lives it has to have preeminence it has to be number one if it won't if it isn't you'll be screwy and um Let's look at pursuit of excellence as, as you attend to the word in Ecclesiastes 9.10. 9, let me get some of this out of my way. How do you attend to something? Let's think of a baby, okay? If you have a baby, it's not going to take care of it. I'm, I'm talking about a brand-newborn baby. It's not going to take care of itself. It cries and whines, and it wants to be fed all the time. And we know that it, I don't know how many diapers you went through, but I probably went through two dozen a day because I didn't use the um, throwaways, so um, at least until Matt came. But I had the two oldest potty trained at nine months. That shows what happens if you... (laughs) We won't even go there. But anyway, you have to attend to that child if it cries. You know, there's a difference between a cry, I need something, and babies crying out their lungs. How many know that? You don't always, if a baby's been fed and changed and taken care of and nourished and then it wants to cry, sometimes you have to leave it and let it cry. And, but we have to attend to that child continually and that's how we have to attend to the Word, continually. Does this line up? What, what's lining up with the Word and what isn't in my life? Constantly. So let's see what Ecclesiastic says, and I'm not there. Are you there, dear? No. Mm-hmm. Anybody there? All right. Hang on. I will be there. It's not one that you read all the time. I know pastors reading through the Bible this year. Okay, nine ten. Live joyfully. I don't know if that's what I wanted. That's a good one, though. Live joyfully with thy wife. This is verse 9. Whom you love all the days of your vain life, <laughs> which he has given you under the sun. All the days of futility, for this is your portion in this life and in work and with which you toil under the sun. I'm thinking of who wrote this and how many wives he had. Okay, we will go on. Um, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, for there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol, the place of the dead, where you are going. Well, we're not, but whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all might, for there is no work, no device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave. There is none. Once you go, you know, when a person lives life, they don't receive Jesus and live for him. They go to the grave, and there is, there's no more chance. Think of this. I mean, it's, it's sad, but many people just go through this, go through life, just same old, same old. It isn't same old, same old every day. God has something for us every day, something new. Philippians 1, 9. So we're in the pursuit of excellence, and we know that, number one, you have got to Tend to the word. Guard your heart. Tend your heart. Guard it from what it, what gets into it. We're going to find that out a little later. You know, if, if someone has hurt you deeply and you forgive each other, I'm not talking about husband and wives because you better forgive each other. And, and, but If you know that they're the type of personality that will continually hurt a person, you don't go out there and jump out there and get involved in it again. You understand what I'm saying? If a dog bites you once, you're not going to put your hand out there for it to bite you again. So in Philippians 1, 9 to 11, we need to use wisdom and who we hang around with and and where they lead us. All right, nine ten. I was made ha- very happy in the Lord that now you have received your interest in my welfare. After so long a time, you were indeed thinking of me, but you had no opportunity to show it. I don't think I'm in there. Oh yeah, I am. Um, I got to go up to nine. I'm sorry. Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it. And the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. I was made very happy in the Lord that now you have received your interest in my welfare after so long a time, you were indeed thinking of me, but you had no opportunity to show it. I know how to be abased and, and live humbly and in straitened circumstances. And I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances, the secret of facing every situation whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare on going without being in want. I want you to think about this a little bit because we know that Paul... I'm sorry, I went to the wrong one. My glasses are really dirty and I need to clean them. So kind of ignore me for a second here. Philippians 1, not 4. Somebody needs to say you're in the wrong place. Okay, 1, 9 through 11. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without defense till the day of Christ. Notice what he's saying here, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ under the glory and praise of God. Hallelujah. When you think about this, and we look at this, where God says, um, and that I pray that your love may abound yet more and more, and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment. He's he's wanting us to have more comprehensive discernment so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital, and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences, and that you may be unattained and pure and unerring and blameless in that so that when heart sincere and certain And unsullied you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling or causing others to stumble. Hallelujah. May you abound in, be filled with the fruits of righteousness, for right standing with God and right doing, which come through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the honor and praise of God, that his glory may be both manifested and recognized. So he's telling us that he wants us to grow in wisdom and knowledge, and be able to discern things, discern what is right and what is wrong. And the only way you can do that is through the Word. As people are falling off into all kinds of weird things that are not in the Word, and we need to know how to discern these things. Thank you. I needed that. Second Corinthians eight seven. I'm getting my big print bible out, honey. You know the big one? Those of you that wear glasses know that. I don't know how, but I've cracked my glasses in three places. I have a tendency to be very hard on glasses. 2 Corinthians 8, 7. What are we learning this morning? The pursuit of excellence. We have to pursue it. You know, you can be mediocre. Or you can be the best, there, the best one there is. And God always puts up a standard before us to walk to walk to and walk into and walk through and it's the highest standard there is and we you know we need to always remember that God has standards and he has the highest standard the the word is should be our standard for living not anything else but the word second corinthians 8 seven through 13. Therefore, as you abound in everything in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to see, uh, to see to us, see that ye abound in this grace. Also, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of forwardness of others. And to prove the sincerity of your love, Are you ready? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye that ye through his poverty might be rich. And herein I give my advice for this extend. Expedient for you. So these whenever someone says this is expedient for you, that means do it. Amen? Amen. Who have begun before not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. So what he's saying here is, and let's read verse 10 in the Amphibio, and it it is then my counsel and my opinion in this matter that I give you when I say it is profitable and fitting for you now to complete the enterprise, which more than a year ago you not only began, but were the first to wish to do anything about contributions for the relief of the saints in Jerusalem. But I don't care what it is. There are things that you began a year ago and you wanted to complete them last year, but they're still there. Don't drop it. Don't drop the ball. Keep moving with it. Say, God, how can I get this thing done this year? Because sometimes we start out real strong, and then we start to peter out towards the end. Weariness. It says, be weary in well-doing. You know, it said, don't be weary in well-doing. I'm sorry. We cannot become weary. When we start to become weary, we just start to get tired. and We start to just kind of just, well, I give up. I don't want to mess with this any longer. How many have had that this, this last? How many had that last year? I don't want to mess with this stuff any longer. I haven't had enough of this stuff. We can't get that way. Because right around the corner, God has something really good for us if we'll stick to it. And I learned that the hard way. First Thessalonians 3.12. Um, in verse 12 of this, for if there be first a willing mind, it is acceptable according to that, to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. God wants us to have a willing mind. How do you have a willing mind? If your heart is full of the word of God. If it's not, then this is your thought life. Let someone else do it this time. Or why aren't they doing it? How many have had to deal with the thought before? I'm the one always doing everything. Why isn't someone else doing it? Well, that's a wrong thought. If God tells you to do it, you do it whether no one else does it. Amen? That is the pursuit to excellence. And it doesn't come easily. 1 Thessalonians 3.12. You have to work at this. Work. Work's hard. I have to work all day long. Eight hours a day. Well, I'm going to tell you what you do for Jesus Christ is, is much greater than what you'll ever do on a job. And that's what you're going to be rewarded for. You're not going to be rewarded for what you did on your job down here. Right. How many know that? Souls, if you won souls or that type of thing, of course, but that's the spiritual part of it. But when you get to heaven, God's not going to say, Man, you accomplished so much on your job that you did every day. That, the glory for that, you get down here. Okay? But it's what you do for him. The glory for that, you'll get up there. We need to, we need to straighten our minds out in some areas sometimes. Okay? 1 Thessalonians 3.12. And when we finally get that straight, then we're walking on the right side of where the Lord wants us. When God comes first then he is well-pleased and things begin to fall into place the way you desire them to come into place. And so maybe you didn't finish it last year, but finish it this year. Or go back and say, God, was that exact? Did I do that exactly the way you told me to do it last year? Or was there some way I missed it? First Thessalonians. And may the Lord make you to increase and excel and overflow in love for one another and for all people just as we do for you so that he may strengthen and confirm and establish your hearts faultlessly pure and unblameable in holiness in the sight of our God and Father at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah with all his saints and the holy and glorified people of God. Amen. So be it. Have you noticed how many times he's talked about love? How many scriptures that we've gone through that he's talked about love, loving one another? That's a big thing with the heart and receiving the word. When when you are a person that walks in love, your heart is receptive and open to receive the word. But when people don't operate and walk in love, they harden their hearts, and it's hard for the word to get in there. And so we and that's why the Bible says, don't have offenses, because when you have an offense, that's standing between you and God, and you've got to get rid of that immediately. Uh, second, or first Thessalonians four, verse 11. I'm going to read it out of the um, King James first. <laughs> and, you, and that you study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands as we, cont- as we command you, that you may walk honestly towards them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing. That's exciting. Amen. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, and you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus dies and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Praise God. Let's go up to 11 in the Amplified to make it your ambition and definitely endeavor to live quietly and peacefully, to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we charged you, so that you may bear yourself becomingly and be correct and honorable and command the rest of of the outside world being dependent on nobody, self-supporting and having need of nothing. also Now also we would not have you ignorant, brethren, about those who fall asleep. And I won't even go on through that. So he wants us to be self-supporting, having need of nothing. How are we going to get that way? Through the word. If you were raised in a poverty situation and you have a poverty mentality... You're going to have to get out of that with the word of God. And the best way to do that is just start giving, just giving, just giving every chance you get. If You see a need, give it, give to it. Okay. The pursuit of excellence. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. How many want excellence this year? I mean, this is your year for excellence. I really believe that. This is our year for excellence in everything, in every area of our lives. If we will pursue the word of God and guard our hearts with everything. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and 58. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose." Wow, that's heavy. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors. We're to be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware of that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to be no purpose. So God sees everything that you do. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro the earth continually. Pursuing excellence is a matter of choosing the best. Pursuing excellence is a matter of choosing the best and then going after it. How do I attain this, Lord? He will always show you in His Word how to obtain this. Always. But we can't be missing in action or AWOL. Both Solomon and Jesus... Teach the issues of life, that the issues of life come from the heart. You know, Proverbs, Solomon wrote. And then we get in, or so much of it Solomon wrote. But now we're going to get into the New Testament. What did Jesus say? Let's look at Philippians 1.9. Well, we've been in the New Testament some, but you know where it talks about. Proverbs four twenty. That's heavy. Philippians one nine through eleven. In this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and it and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all and keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences And that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless, so that with heart sincere and certain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. May you abound in and be filled with the fruits of righteousness for right standing with God and right doing, which come through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the honor and praise of God that his glory may be both manifested and recognized. Hallelujah. Now some scriptures I might read more than once so don't be surprised. Ephesians 2.10 I can just hear the Lord saying that's my that's my child. Give them what they're believing for. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So he is already ordained that we walk in his good works. That's powerful when you think about that. He's already spoken it forth. He's already ordained it. He's already given it to you. We just have to accept it and walk in good works. One thing we've got to get rid of is I'm not good enough or I can't or anything that I, I, I that's negative. Get rid of it. Throw it out the door this year. The Bible says you can do all things, all things through Christ who strengthens you. Okay, let's go to Matthew six twenty one. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's heavy. Let's look a little bit up here. Verse 19. Do not gather and heap up and store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy and where thieves break through and steal. But gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust nor worm consume and destroy and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know, when you get your letter, and I know she's working on it, when you get your letter from the church this year, look at how much you gave last year and start to speak over it. You know, many of you don't keep track of what you give. So when you this year, you need to say, OK, Lord. I, I take him to every scripture on prosperity that's there. You know, giving it should be given unto to you, press down. Pre- <laughs> given it should be given to you, press down. Come on, somebody help me. Shaken together. Shaken together. And running over, so press down. I remember that time Pastor did that with that box of cereal. It was only a third full or two thirds full. Press down, and then he poured more in it. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Will God give in to you? Press down. Running over. Who's expecting that this year? You know, God does not want this year to be a bunch of disappointments. He wants this to be your blessing year. The year that you're going to see victory in the things that you stood for. But you can't give up and you can't confess the opposite of what you're believing for. Because the minute we do that, it stops God from being able to move. So we need to really look at that. Who knows where that scripture is? Press. What is it? Let's look at it. And then say, as soon as we read it, that's for me. When you get your tithe after you've taken the copy of it and given it to your bookkeeper to do your taxes, write Luke six thirty eight and a bunch of scriptures all over it or wherever you want to or attach it to it. Give and it shall be given unto you good measure. Good measure. Press down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. In the Amphite it says, Give, and gifts will be given to you, good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over, while they pour into the pouch, formed by the bosom of your robe, and used as a bag. For with the measure you deal out, with the measure you use when you confer benefits on others, it will be measured back to you. Measured back. God, just take that letter and say, God, this is what I gave to you, and I gave, you, gave it with all my heart. And I'm standing, and get the scriptures you're standing on, because this is the year where you're going to see some mighty miracles take place in the realms of your life that you haven't seen you've you've given and and whatever or you confessed or whatever and you haven't seen the the um total fulfillment the return from it start speaking it in start believing it Don't lose any hope. Matthew 12, 34. Guarding your heart. You know, one thing the enemy really likes to do is say, well, it hasn't happened, has it? You've been been speaking that out. You've been confessing that, and it hasn't happened. Tell him to shut up and go away. Use the blood of Jesus. 1234. Jesus sometimes, O generation of vipers, how can you be evil speak good things for out of the abundance of your heart your mouth speaketh A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. but I say unto you that every idle word that men speak shall speak they shall, give an account therefore in the day of judgment by your words you're justified and by your words you're condemned let's look at verse 15 or 35 i'm sorry the good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things and the evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things so 35 A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of his, and the evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Well, we say, I'm a good man and I'm bringing forth good things. Amen? Amen. You need to confess these things. Confession is something, unfortunately. That the word of faith camp to stop doing which they need to do is confess the word over yourself continually and over every situation. Amen. Praise you, Father. So Matthew 15:18 through 20. is heavy Jesus was really coming down on the Pharisees in verse 15 let's go up a little Let's go to verse 12. I don't want to go through the whole thing because it will take too long, but read it yourself. Then the disciples came to him and said, Do you know that the Pharisees were displeased and offended and indignant when they heard this saying? Of course he knew. He answered, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be torn up by the roots. Let them alone and disregard them. They they are blind guides and evil teachers. Even if a blind man leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. But Peter said this to him. Explain this proverb, this maximum to us. And he said, Are you also even yet dull and ignorant without understanding and unable to put things together? Do you not see... And understand that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the abdomen, and so passes on into the place where the discharges are deposited. But whatever comes out of the mouth comes from the heart, and this is what makes a man clean and unclean and defiles him. For out of the heart come evil thoughts reasonings and disputings and designs such as murder adultery sexual vice theft false witnessing slander and ir- or and ir- ir- irrelevant speech these are what make a man unclean and defile him but eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean or defile him so This is why we have to guard our hearts because all these things are trying to get into our heart and get us to speak them forth. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And you know what's in a person's heart after you sit down and talk to them for a while. All these things. And that's why it's so important that we guard our hearts. Above all, everything, guard your heart. He meant what he said on this because, the, you know, things that people would not have accepted eight years ago in this nation, they have accepted and now we have terrorist attacks going on in our nation and things going on that we had never could have imagined before eight years ago. And people have become, just the election alone showed us what's happened to the people, especially those college students. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And adults whining and crying and carrying on and having fits and throwing, starting fires and burning flags because Hillary didn't win. Hillary needs to be in jail. That's ridiculous. Quieting and whining and carrying on. They need to go through those universities and clear the mess out. While they're clearing the rest of the swamp out, get in there and clear that garbage out. Get it out of our schools. Something's got to be done, and it's got to be done fast. And guess who's going to be praying it out? All of us. I remember Brother Hagen. He talked about these days that we're in right now. He described them. And he said, a remnant of word of faith people praying will turn it around. How important is prayer to you? It used to be number one and number two, the word in prayer. But how often do you pray? How often do you show up to prayer? I'm asking you this. God is serious about these things. Are you going to let yourself and this country go to hell in a handbag? You cannot, this this is put on us in this hour. It's up to us to turn it around because we are word of faith people and we're part of that remnant. Shake yourself or knock yourself against the wall a few times and say, what has happened to me? I remember Jesus, he wanted them to pray and he came back and he said, can't you just pray one hour with me? when he was going through his roughest time of his life and they all fell asleep as in the days of noah so shall the coming of the lord be think about it we had we can stop it we have a president that is they, Well, Billy Graham's son, what's his name, honey? Franklin Graham said this is going to be the only um, inauguration that's going to be spirit-filled and Christian inauguration that they've had, Donald Trump's. Do you think that that those that hate us want that? Dear God, no. Paula White's going to be one of the speakers. She's the one that led him to the Lord. Think of this, the whole lineup of, of Christians that are going to be speaking at the inauguration. Word of faith, people, are his counselors. Think of it. That, that makes me excited. I don't know about you. Okay, let's, now we see the Pharisees. How, what Jesus thought about them. Go back and read chapter fifteen. Let's go to Matthew chapter five now. I was so tired last night doing this, <laughs> going over the scriptures. I was falling asleep, and I kept going to Matthew fifteen instead. I had it written wrong. I'm like, Lord, Matthew five seventeen um, through nineteen. We got enough Pharisees and Sadducees around? <clears throat> Here we go. Well, I'm going to 17. Um, actually, when you get a chance, read Matthew 5:17 to 48. But I'm not going to do that right now. But here we go. Think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle, Shall I nowise wise pass from, from the law till it all be fulfilled. Okay, now we're going to go to... There was much con. He constantly was contradicting the Pharisees. He had to. External teaching with his own teaching, which stressed. Hang on. Um, External teaching with his own teaching, which stressed the inner life. You have heard." So he's, he starts in now, what I'm going to be teaching is, "You have heard them say, six times, I believe it was, He tells them in, between Matthew 5:17 to 48, and I'm going to go through what he says you have heard, and then what he says is right. OK? So let's start with Matthew 5:20 20 through22. It's amazing. For I tell you, unless your righteousness, your uprightness, and your right standing with God is more than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it, it was said that men, uh, by men of old, you shall not kill. And whoever kills shall be liable to and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the court. But I say to you that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or harbors malice and enmity of heart against him shall be liable to and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the court and whoever speaks contemptuously and insultingly to his brothers shall be liable to and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the sanhedrin. and whoever says you cursed you're, you're, you cursed fool, you empty-headed idiot shall be liable to and unable to escape the hell Gahana, of of fire. Now he starts telling them, this is, what the, well, this is what you've heard, but this is what I'm saying. I don't, he's saying, I don't care what you've heard, this is what I'm saying. Can you imagine how riled they got that day? Huh. They must have been almost going nuts. 27 and 28. You have heard that it is said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who so much as looks at a woman with evil desire for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. That must have shook him up good. He goes on to say, if your right eye serves as a trap to ensnare you, Or in an occasion for you to stumble and sin, pluck it out and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be cast into hell. Jesus spoke more about hell than anybody else. How many know that? People, you know, you want to talk to Jehovah Witnesses, there is no hell. I can run them wild through the Bible because I studied with them. Let's move on. Verse 31 and 32. It has also been said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. In the Old Testament, you could divorce your wife if you didn't like a meal she cooked. Here, I don't like you anymore. You're out. Can you see that going on today? Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Without being slammed in the head with a frying pan, <laughs> cook it yourself. <laughs> you crack me up, Mike. Thanks. Where am I doing? <laughs> Men will laugh when Jesus must... I can just imagine that day. I can just imagine the fury that was coming out of him. Where am I? 31. 31. (laughs) But I tell you, whoever dismisses and repudiates and divorces his wife except on grounds of unfaithfulness, sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever... Marries a woman who has been divorced, commits adultery. Do you realize if it was not for the blood of Jesus Christ, I, Pastor and I would be in that spot? Do you realize that, that if not, I was divorced, okay, so. We would be in that spot because he married me. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Do you realize that? You're all looking at me like, my God, what do we have here? I mean, it's the truth. Jesus is telling them right down the line, what, what's what, okay? Thank God he, he redeemed us. He's trying to tell these Pharisees, what you've been telling these people is wrong. I'm going to tell you what the truth of the matter is. We, we should thank God every day what he has redeemed us from. Okay, what was that one? And we was that thirty-three and thirty-four? Mm-hmm. Haven't done thirty-three and thirty-four yet? Okay, here we go. Again you have heard that it was said to the men of old, you shall not swear you shall not swear falsely, but you shall perform your oaths to the Lord as a religious duty. But I tell you Do not bind yourselves by an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. You know, one thing that really turns me off is when I see people text OMG. Do you know what that means, what that stands for? How do you think he feels? All right, I'll move on. 38 and 39. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the evil man who injures you. But if anyone strikes you on the right jaw or cheek, turn to him, the other one also. Heavy. That takes a lot of. we move on. Okay. 43 through 44. You have heard that it is said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you to show that you are the children of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the the wicked and on the good and makes the rain fall upon the upright and the wrongdoers. But if you love those that love you, what reward can you have? Do not even the tax collectors do that. <laughs> and if you greet only your brethren, what more than others are you doing? Do you ever do not even the Gentiles, the heathen do that? You therefore must be perfect, growing into complete maturity of godliness in the mind. And character having reached the proper height of virtue and integrity as your heavenly father is perfect. What is this sermon on pursuing excellence? By itself, the heart is not a safe haven. In other words, by itself, it's not safe. You've got to cover Get the word in there and protect your heart and guard your heart and guard what you watch, guard what you hear. You know, what you, what you see, the enemy can pull whatever you see, he can pull that back to you at any time he wants to. I feel for men, well, even women nowadays that get involved in pornography because it takes a lot. To get them out of, to get their, their mind renewed. It takes Second Corinthians 10 5, casting down imaginations and reasonings and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, <clears throat> bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's the only way I could get set free of some things that I'd opened my life up to before I was a Christian. My God, I can only imagine what happens when someone is a Christian and opens their lives up to these things. God help them. Because when you get a devil out, if you reopen that door, it comes back with seven greater. You should hear pastor, man. He wants nothing. Nothing. If there's... I have a... Uh, news page that I turn to and unfortunately on one side, of, he doesn't go there, but on one side of it they have a tendency to put junk and so for him to even read it, I have to put a paper on that side of it so he he can stand behind me while I read the article to him. That's pitiful. That's the slut world that we have become. By itself, the heart is not a safe haven. It needs guarding and protection from invasion from the world system. We have to protect our heart from the world system. You know, you should be praying for our deputy sheriff. I don't want to give your name in here because it's going out on the air. Constantly with the type of people that he has to deal with every single day. Amen. Proverbs 4.23 again. Mm-hmm. We have to protect our heart and guard our heart from the invasion from the world system. And I see kids out there, I've just, when I see young kids and teenagers, how much of their, how much of your a child's personality, Laurel, is, by the time they're five, is it eighty-five percent? I think I heard the other day. Almost hundred. By what age? 100. By five years old, what they put into their mind. That you think about this. Proverbs four, by five, dear Lord. Think of all the washing of the water, and the word of all the crud that was put into you before you were fi- by the time you were five. Proverbs four. 23 Guard and keep your heart from all vigilance and at, above all you guard for out of it flow the springs of life. So he says guard your heart. In the King James keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard for out of it flows the springs of life guard it guard it in Psalms 1 1 through 3 blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the word of the Lord and in his word does he meditate day and night Day and night. You need to know that by heart and, and confess it over yourself every day. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Because when you get counsel from the ungodly or you listen to their way, stinking worldly ways, you're going to start, not you aren't, but people start thinking, Those of you out there on the air that don't go to this church, if if you don't guard your heart, you're going to start thinking as the world thinks, and you're going to start thinking that these things are okay. That's what we saw. No one really knew what was going on in this nation in the last eight years until this election took place. Then you saw what's really out there amazing freeways I wouldn't have wanted to be in Oregon they couldn't even get through the freeways the things that are going on in this world the repubate minds that are in this world of today and God wants us to get out there and set them free who's gonna gonna go set them free We need a revival in the land, and it starts with each one of us. Amen. That's right. The heart is where the we deposit the knowledge of God and biblical wisdom. Your heart is where you deposit the knowledge of God and biblical wi- biblical. Wi- Biblical wisdom. Let me get that out. In Matthew 12:34, I hope you're getting something from this. Because God wants the very best for you this year. And every year after this until we are out of here. How many honestly realized that the United States was as bad as it was? Before we started this election year. I mean, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was this bad. You know, God can turn that around in one day. One day. But it's going to take praying Christians, a remnant of praying word of faith people and I'll tell you what I've talked to enough pastors that have lost enough people that there's a remnant left there but the remnant that's left want to pray and want to see a move of God. Matthew twelve thirty four I'm gonna go to Mark. Stop you're all telling me you knew it was that bad out there or some people don't even know what's gone on in the world I don't run around and sit and watch the news but when God tells me to turn it on I do and it's very appalling and I don't watch it for very long we need to thank God that we're not going to be sitting under a woman president. I don't know, maybe some of you voted for her. You offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil and wicked? For out of the fullness and overflow and superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things. And the evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, you will have to give an account for every idle, inoperative, non working word they speak. For our words to be justified and acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced. I look at this, the youth of today and the young college age students of today and I just, I just want to cry for, and to think of what they're learning. How many have ever read the Constitution? You have? Every one of us needs to get a, a Constitution book and read it this year. Really? Luke six forty five. I bet you learned a lot, Dan. I had to read it for school. Thank God, huh? Had you ever read it before? Good teacher. Was it a Christian? That was my college teacher. That's what I mean. Was it a Christian? It was what? It was an class. Wonderful. Then you had to take a test on it, right? Uh, no, it was just that it was required reading for the special board. All right, Luke six forty-five. That's the problem in our country. Most people haven't read it, so they don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the Upright Honorable In this is a hard word. Intrinsically, whatever good man out of the good treasure stored in his heart produces, what is upright, honorable, and trans Okay, Terry, you got your amplified there. How do you pronounce that? Intrinsically good. An evil man out of the evil storehouse brings forth what is depraved, wicked, and intrinsically evil for out of the abundance overflow of the heart his mouth speak why do you call me Lord Lord and do not practice what I tell you who is saying that Jesus why do you call me Lord Lord and do not practice what I tell you for everyone who comes to me and listens to my words in order to To heed their teaching and does them I will show you what he is like he is like a man building a house who dug and went down deep and laid a foundation upon the rock and when the when the flood arose and the torrent broke against the house it could not and could not shake or move it because it had been securely built or founded on a rock But he who merely hears and does and not practice doing my word is like a man who builds on the ground without a foundation against which the torrent burst and immediately it collapsed and fell and the breaking and ruin of the house was great. I think the best scripture that we read today, which is not in my notes, is... Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? It's right. the bird back? Skip. You must have, pardon? <laughs> For everyone who comes to me and listens to my words, I mean that, 46, why call me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. God, forgive me in anything. We're done. I think after that we would all like to say a prayer. Amen. And then if you need healing in your body, if you need prayer, Pastor will pray over you. I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hands because I think that last verse was enough for us all to just ask the Lord to forgive us and start out a fresh and a new this year and don't be running around judging anybody I don't know about you but I know that scripture just hit me heavy I know pastor I believe said this morning brought up the scripture my house shall be called the house of prayer This house is a hospital. It's a house of prayer. And we want to uplift Jesus. It's a house of worship. So, if you don't need to pray this prayer, go on and go. But I personally need to pray this prayer. And if you'd like to pray it after me... um, It'd be nice if all of us say it, so those around you um, don't think you're the only sinner in the house. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not, I mean, Jesus was blunt. I mean, he was blunt. He made people mad. He made... He made more people mad than, or just as many people mad as he did happy. Let me tell you, you den of vipers. I mean, praise you, Father. Father, just we're going to pray it now. You just pray after me, Father in, the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. That last scripture hit me, scripture hit me. and I ask you to forgive me in any areas, Lord Jesus, that I have not done what you have said. I confess my sin before you, and I ask you to forgive me and help me to do all the things and accomplish all the things that you've asked me to do In Jesus' name, we receive your forgiveness, and we walk out of here free. Amen. Does anybody need prayer this morning? That took care of all of us. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. Anybody have a testimony at all?